advice I think my main advice is don't give up. Okay. I think so many people get disheartened, and especially if they tried through 2021 to buy a house, mm. they're probably at that point where they don't think it's possible. Mm. I honestly think don't give up. I think you're going to see some opportunities arise over the next sort of six months. Yep. Going one, going quiet, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod for 2022. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and I'm joined, as always, by the two team members at the desk, John McGregor and Patrick Berry. Welcome back to the studio, boys. Hey, gentlemen. I'm not sure about you, but I'm struggling already to write 2022 on all the different documents. <laughs> I'm still stuck in 21 at the moment. Oh, man, are you just writing lots of documents at the moment? I All the time. Yeah, just, <laughs> just signing deals and getting them done. <laughs> <laughs> I um no, I'm enjoying writing. It's so much easier. You just kind of get keep rolling the the circular motion. I'm I'm cruising. Two, 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 yeah, two. yeah, that makes sense. I'm just excited to be back in the studio. Yeah, it's been ages. It's been ages for me. <laughs> it has, mate, yes. And lots of people have been asking, how was your trip? We kind of didn't get a chance to um, catch back up before you got back. You only kind of got back at the end, and we do thank uh, Andrew Leggett for coming in and, and helping us out over the period. He did a, a top job filling your yeah, seat. My seat feels weird, actually. What's he done to us? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, give us a quick rundown of kind of, of your trip and your time away and everything that happened. I know a few people were asking about it. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, we actually did a caravan trip and had it all the way up to Alice Springs, so up through Adelaide into Northern Territory. Man, Stopped up at Uluru on the way. It was stunning. So you took the kids along with you as well, which is always kind of a, uh, a yeah. nerve-wracking experience. <laughs> it's kind of, are uh, we going to survive this trip? It seems like you came back uh, stronger than ever. No, it's pretty good, and obviously travelling at this time is different. So a few challenges around border controls and access points and things like that. But yep. followed the rules. We're allowed to do what we wanted to do. Caravan parks were pretty empty as a result, but yeah. no, it was enjoyable. I suppose it didn't have the same uh, amount of people that you could banter with, I suppose, as rolled on. But No, well, some of the caravan parks we went to hold like, you know, three to 400 vans, mm. and there was eight to ten of us in the entire site. Far out. <laughs> it was just like giant ghost towns. Of, <laughs> well, I suppose if you just corral it like an old school caravan, like you, <laughs> you know, um, so that that'd kind of work. Look, some... The caravan parks, you know, the reception says on the door, open till five o'clock, you'd mm. get there at four, not a soul there. You ring them up, oh, just drive in, park anywhere, pay me in the next day or so when you feel like coming down. <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> so relaxed. Yeah, that's cool. Did you say something about, like, there's a monopoly on the accommodation near Uluru? Like, as in, like, it's almost like yeah. you can get your five-star, you get your four-star, you get your three, like, but yeah, it's, it's all, all run, run by, by the one same company, people. yeah. Oh, wow. So it's like a little downtown village. They've got, like, an IGA petrol station, um, and then it branches out into these five different hotels, but they're all actually owned by the same company. Yeah, right. So. I, I, see, in my head, then I just imagine they've like they've got their own like there's a sheriff of that small town. Well, there's a police yeah. station, a fire station there. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> owned by the same company, probably. <laughs> It's but like it, a little Westworld. But again, you were saying while you were there, like well, it's kind of the there's, there's um, signs saying you know make sure you get here early because there's going to be so many people if you want to mm. get a good spot to see sunset, mm. etc. You basically okay. had the rock to yourself and yeah. Pretty fun. much. We rode around it on our bikes and I think we met two people the whole way around it. Yeah. Just That's nobody there. Yeah, it's amazing. I guess it's one of those things where the, the world is still in kind of a state of flux and we don't really know what's going on at the moment. But um, I well, think Uluru relies very heavily on international tourists too. Sure. Because the amount yeah. of signs as you drive in that are in all these different languages, like just on the highway, and mm. signs reminding you of simple things like what side of the road we drive on in Australia. <laughs> and <laughs> there's just no, because none of those international tourists are here, it was just yeah. empty. Well, and it's so like such long straight roads. Imagine mm, you kind mm. of just happen to find yourself on the wrong side of 
the road because you're just kind of like, oh, I haven't seen a car for oh. like 500 kilometres. Mm. You do not realise how big it is until you drive for 400 kilometres and don't see a soul. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing that you're driving to is the next petrol station. <laughs> like, it's literally <laughs> just barren. nothing. Just nothing. <laughs> but so, it's good. Yeah, no, you had a great time. You obviously made it back safe and sound. It's good to have you back on deck just in uh, time for the silly season. We mm. kind of all got together and um, I guess you, you made it back just as the mask mandate kind of kicked in and we yeah. ended up um, making our way out for our Christmas drinks, which was a little different to it had been in the previous year, but yeah. it, was, it was great to celebrate and mm. celebrate an amazing year at 414. And that's it. 2021 for the real estate market in Tassie was just ridiculous. Like, I think well, um, I think Nino sums it up best by describing it as the golden year in Australian real estate if you own a property. Oh, can you imagine how many people who don't own a property would be like, oh, what are you talking <laughs> about, the golden year? But, uh, I mean, just in terms of relative house growth, I mean, what did it say for Tassie, like 25 to 30% or something? 27.5% uh, growth rate in the last 12 months, making it the hottest capital city in Australia. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to think, look, I remember when I started real estate, Hobart was just that sleepy little town no one cared about. Yeah. And Sydney and Melbourne were going off. And yeah. now to know that Hobart is outperforming Sydney by, you know, almost 3% in price growth is just unbelievable. And look, one thing that I, I was reading an article just, just, I suppose, before this morning, and I think it was another agent commented not on the fact that now all us locals just look at the prices like, yep, we've sort of caught up with the rest of the country now. It kind of makes sense. Mm. And I remember when we flew across to uh, Adelaide and we're along Glenelg and you had these waterfront properties, looking at prices, I'm like, oh, a million, 1.5. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, that seems affordable. <laughs> Whereas if, if at the same location, you know, five, five, to, more, five to eight years ago, I suppose, where they were looking at a million bucks, like, oh, my God, how does anyone ever buy these things? Mm. But we're just used to seeing that, those numbers from, as a local now. Yeah. It's crazy. On a side note, that is a great town in Adelaide. That's oh, where yeah. I spent a week at the end of my holiday <laughs> <laughs> in the caravan park down there. It really? is stunning down I there. Think, oh, yeah. I think, did you say, you said, oh, if we had to move somewhere else, it, would be, just, it ended up being, yeah, yeah that's where we went. West, so. Beach, West, West Beach Parks or Glenelg, both awesome yeah, suburbs they in Adelaide. They're so good down there. Oh, oh well, there you go. Shout out to the, the crew in Glenelg. If there's anybody in Glenelg listening to the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. And, um, yeah, we'd be very surprised <laughs> if you were listening. But we're, <laughs> but we're very glad that you are. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat likes what you got. Um, I thought before we kind of jumped into anything that's going on in 2022, kind of uh, predictions of, of what this year might look like, mm. we could maybe discuss um, just kind of the year that 414 Property Co. had. It was kind of a, a year of growth. It was a golden year for real estate, um, as Nino said, but it's also a golden year here. We've kind of doubled in size. There seems to be things, some things happening. I just wondered if you had some stats there, Pat, that you wanted to kind of let the people out there know kind of what our year was like and, and then maybe what we're focusing on. Yeah, it was, definitely, it was definitely a crazy year in 2021. Like we really leveled up, just not from selling, but just from growth in the business as well, which I can't, I guess comes as a direct result from being so active. Mm. Um, but, you know, just from a numbers perspective, like our average sale price now in the market that we work in is 488000 yeah, yeah. Like, and people need to just put that into context. We work Moona out to Baghdad, you Norfolk, outer suburb areas. Mm -hmm. So when you start looking at suburbs like Bridgewater and Gagebrook and and those areas, to still have an average suburb price of four hundred eighty-eight thousand, that's mm. just showcases how much prices have increased in the area. And I remember even the you know compared that to when we were doing it in our old business as well, with our sale price of about sort of three fifty to four hundred. So that's nearly you know thirty to 
50% in some mm. ways um, of what's just happened just on a daily basis. Yeah, and then to flow on from that, in 2021, we actually sold 192 properties, right. which, you know, it doesn't sound like, well, to me it sounds like a big number because mm. it is, but to some other agencies they would obviously sell a lot more, but we haven't got a huge team. So for our team to generate that much business in 12 months is just astounding. They did a fantastic job. And do you have like a kind of run, you mentioned a few of the suburbs there, but do you have a rundown of kind of our most active suburbs, the places we sold the most places in? in yeah, definitely. So the suburb that topped the list for us is Glenorchy. Obviously where our office, is, our main office is located. Mm-hmm. So Glenorchy was a real top performer for us. So it, it seems that we've been able to establish ourselves relatively well here. Mm. Uh, Claremont surprisingly was in second place. It's another outer suburb that's sort of growing in size and popularity at the moment. It's getting really good price growth. It's got a really good commercial district as well. Mm. Then we flow into Brighton, which we've done a lot of work in over the years. A lot of new buildings being built out there. Uh, Baghdad, which was the one that surprised me, John. I did not think that would be in our top 10, but apparently we own, own Baghdad. I think if you bring in a superstar of real estate like Suze, who yeah, it shoots up pretty quickly. <laughs> and then Bridgewater, which obviously is an area that we do a huge amount of work in. So they're all our top five suburbs of where we did the majority of our work. So yeah, yeah. One of the ones in Bridgewater is that's a place where you do a fair bit, Pat, with uh, the Senecare Evolve group, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of helping first-home buyers get into properties. I know we've talked about it before can you quickly just kind of go into that and how they're helping out first home buyers which is it's a tricky market for first home buyers look 2021 was probably the worst year ever if you're a first home buyer trying to Mm. get into the market because every month the price is increasing so rapidly that you can never get that deposit saved quick enough before the prices have shifted again so i've I put take my hat off to anyone that was a first home buyer last year and was able to to buy a property get and get in. into the market because they did well. Mm-hmm. Not only were they successful enough in buying a house, they were persistent enough to continue trying because most people would have attempted multiple offers before they were successful. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so when we work with companies like Senecare who um, build a lot of brand new homes, they're very focused on only selling their stock to first home buyers or owner occupiers, mm. which is a huge help because the investor market pool in, in Tasmania and especially the Hobart area in the suburbs we work is quite high. You, mm. It would be a fairly large percentage, wouldn't it, John? And it's not weighted. It goes about thirty percent, you know, buying thirty percent fully owned and thirty percent investors, generally speaking. Mm. Um, but then in Bridgewater and Herzman's Cove and those areas, it ends up moving up to sort of 50, 60% yeah. in, in investors. So to be able to start to shift that number to um, home ownership is a really positive trend. And it's really awesome that companies like Seneca that we work with are actually helping first-home buyers get into the marketplace. Yeah. But the downfall to that is is that there are so many first-home buyers wanting to crack in it that they are still fighting against each other and still pushing those prices north. But it's just... Unfortunately, there's just not enough stock at no. the moment to cover the demand. But I think where the um, even I suppose looking forward this year and the coming years, where you know the the, the current government's announced, I think it's a huge amount of money towards um, public housing. But I think that's where the ties in with centre care and those companies doesn't because mm. they're obviously securing the land, releasing it, and building it. Um, so that's where that is on the that's where the funds will go to eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But. You know, sales team did an amazing job, but the rental team were pretty impressive as well. Um, we're now up over 830 rental properties yeah. on our books. That's big. And we that's actually just hard to fathom that, mm. like, our team of property managers have 800 and over 830 properties that they're yeah. working on every day, ensuring that you know there's that many happy. You know, well, um, that's 1,600 people they're dealing with on a, you know, a yearly basis. No. When you when you think vendor, um, yeah, owner and tenant kind yeah. of And then I sit situation. there and watch the girls and I'll say, oh, the tenants of 1 Smith Street called up. Oh, Mark and Mary. I'm like, 
how do you guys remember yeah. all their names? <laughs> yeah, They're yeah. dealing with so many people, but they seem to do such a good job at remembering them. Mm. And they onboarded over 100 new rentals last year. Mm. Like, mm. I think that's a twofold there. It's great that they were able to generate so much new business, but it also shows how many new rental properties are coming into the marketplace as well from investors buying, mm. because mm. there's a lot of new time investors that are buying properties off our sales team like yourself, John. Yep, yep. And it's really great to see that they are entrusting us to then manage the properties for them. Well, and that on two fronts, you've got the really, um, really low interest rates at the moment with a significant growth in, um, you know, relative capital. So um, people all of, a, all of a sudden have greater access to money which is enabling them obviously to secure maybe their first investment property as well. So um, it works hand in hand on that basis. Mm. So, you know, they've smashed goals as well. And a big shout out to our superstar BDM, uh, Joe Strange, who has kind of stepped into that role of, of finding some of those new um, properties and just absolutely killing it with building relationships with, with heaps Clients. of people across the across yeah. the gamut. And it's even going along to photo shoots and, and seeing her interacting with people. It's like, oh, no wonder... They entrust, um, you know, their biggest asset with her and with us. She's yeah, so personable and so good at um, kind of yeah, making you feel at home with well, yeah. Spe- speaking of new staff members, last year we actually onboarded twelve staff members over twenty twenty one. Weren't we like only a team of twelve like prior <laughs> yeah. to that? Like it feels like that's like doubled the the entire well, stock. It has. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. So twelve yeah. staff. Um, we onboarded. 45 blog posts last year are highlighting the market, the community, our team. So that's a massive hats off to you, as and Nino, that you guys just smashed it with the blog posts and the, the information that you put out there to help educate people. I actually really, really love kind of coming up with the ideas and then passing them along to Nino and having them come together and just being like, oh, mate, I feel like this is something that's really like a hot button. Like even just the... Um Those new scooters, the e-scooters the other day, just being mm. like, hey, mate, do you reckon we could chuck something together with this? Come up with this absolutely cracking article just about kind of how they're going to talked with you about how kind of you experienced them on their first weekend and you'd had a crack at them on yeah. Adelaide. And <laughs> the um, problem was I didn't realise that you're supposed to not ride between the two pubs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I've learnt my mistake and I won't be doing that again. <laughs> Aaron informs me that that's a no-no. <laughs> that is a no-no. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's impressive. Some people might not know. We actually launched our own magazine last year, which was a huge undertaking by Aaron and Nino and so we're excited to continue that on moving forward next year mm. and just for anyone out there that doesn't know it uh, gets its name from this very show it so does we've, uh, so we've stripped the property from it and we just call it pod yep. the magazine but um yeah really good read and some yeah some really good feedback on that as well yeah and the podcast put out 40 new episodes last year so it was a huge month from a marketing team perspective mm. yeah and it's just it's amazing how all of this content putting out there, I think, is what is then driving the team to be able to generate, you know, the leads and opportunities they do. Oh, hundred percent. And I guess it's it is a it is a it is fun to be uh, like the whole creative process now. So I think we've got, you know, all of us have the capacity with the right amount of staff to with all the harebrained ideas that we all come up with consistently. We've actually got the resources to be able to, you know, move ahead and actually make it happen. Yeah. So, look, 2021 was awesome. I'm excited to see where we go with 2022. So, I guess that's the big crystal ball. What's happening next year? Well, what is happening? I, like, I know we've spoken with. I actually, just before we started recording, received an email from our boy Simon Presley out there. Um, happy <coughs> New Year to him. Um, but basically, like 22 things to look out for in uh, 2022. A nice little number alliteration there. I was only listening <laughs> to a ridiculous podcast before about. Do you remember that Jim Carrey movie, The Number 23? Yes. Yeah. Horrible movie, and they are ripping it to shreds on the podcast I'm listening to. So. <laughs> 
Don't next, next year, year. Look out. <laughs> there yeah, could yeah. be some. J- J- Jim Carrey's uh, career is going to take a real turn next year. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, the number 22, uh, 2022, I got lost there. Well, I think <laughs> I was chatting with my friend about um, what we're going to talk about this morning and straight away he said, oh, look, now you see the articles, Melbourne Hobart, Melbourne Hobart market crashing, Sydney market crashing. He's like, well, no, it's not. Mm. I think we're, I mean, even when, all right, what's going to happen over the next, this year? Again, going back to people smarter than us, but the obviously the big four um, banks, the, all their economic projections, etc., were all wrong twelve months ago. But it's the they're saying, well, there's still obviously going to be some real nominal growth, maybe five to seven percent, whatever that means. But mm. practically speaking, where we just had you know following on from huge like th- you know four or five y- huge years, um, and then even the last twelve months of you know accelerated transactions, you know more properties selling mm. was as quickly as they possibly can. You know, fair enough. It's getting, people have run out of steam. Like, there's obviously a limitation of how much people can borrow and their capacities. But um, is that does that mean all of a sudden the you know the, the, it hits the peak and then does it you know well, nosedive like dot com bubble? No. I don't know. The crazy thing though, five to seven percent doesn't sound impressive when you quote numbers like you know twenty seven last year. But that's still potentially on some properties you know fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars in growth, which hundred percent over mm. a twelve month period is still. Ridiculous numbers. Well, what was the what was you said that one of the lowest, like our most affordable house that we sold last year, like three hundred thousand or something? Yeah, I think we didn't have much under that. So. Yeah, so it, that's like so even five to ten percent on that's another fifteen to thirty thousand dollars. So it's not just a small um, again. Then it's like, oh Jesus, can you? That same problem goes again if someone's trying to save a deposit. All of a sudden, having an extra thirty thousand dollars, you know, it's not not going to happen um, mm. for most you know for most people. So. Um, again, it's not real positive news if you're trying to get into the market. But yeah, I think we'll see an influx of properties coming to market this year. I mm. think people will want to cash in on the price bubble before it potentially bursts, if it bursts. Well, we, Whether or not that helps like ease the pressure when people are trying to buy and that's what brings the prices back, I guess we'll see. But, you know, Simon, I'm pretty confident last time we had him on, he doesn't believe it's happening anytime soon just because mm. of stock levels. So. No, a few people were asking me over the break and I'm like, you're asking the wrong guy. I take the photos. I don't mm. do any of the... Oh, come on, you work in a real estate I agency. work in real estate, but no, that's the thing. They, they say, like, well, what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, mate, I'm not dealing with the numbers or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I took a photo of a place that looked nice. And no, you know, <laughs> take, you're selling yourself short. You deal with numbers all the time. Sometimes mm. it's five photos. Sometimes it's eight <laughs> photos. Like, you know, <laughs> there's lots of numbers. There's lots of numbers to crunch, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was saying, you know, yeah, we're talking to this guy who we who we greatly trust, and he's saying, you know, there could still be another three years before we see Mm. any change, and it's still growing. And it's funny, I was yeah looking at this price prediction thing here, and all the big four banks are saying, yeah, probably rising five percent this year, but then next year it'll definitely drop. And it's like. Mm. Like, where are they pulling that from? It's just, just like... There's just nothing. There's yeah. All, it's just like, yeah, sure, that seems to make sense. People are arguing that Omicron is the reason why as well that we'll see a drop this year in... Because, you know, Tasmania now has COVID. But, you know, 12, 18 months ago, everyone said coronavirus was going to kill the market. Yeah. And that did the absolute <laughs> did. opposite. Yeah, so, you know, is it going to make a difference? Probably not. People no. still need to buy and sell. People are starting to just live their life and deal with it. So I don't think... it a virus is going to have any effect on the marketplace at the moment. No, and I guess that there was a comment on there as well about what areas will benefit greater again. And but yeah, again, probably those regional centres where people, again, are still reassessing what they really want out of their lives and do they need to be in big cities if, you know, challenges occur. Now there's a bit of breathing space and a bit more freedom is continuing to move ahead there. We'll go, all right, well, just in case this ever happens again, 
let's just position ourselves to be in a better situation so we're not stuck like we were last time. Yeah, I guess it's saying like um, the REA groups, Eleanor Cree, Crew, can't really say that one. Sorry, Eleanor. Mm. Um, but yeah, lifestyle locations such as Queensland are expected to do well in 2022. Mm. And a lifestyle location like um, Tassie is, yeah, definitely, well, Hemsworth's on his way. So, Absolutely. well, well here's a get Thor's cu- hammer. <laughs> well, here's a couple of thoughts too. One of our clients, um, I sat with him for about an hour and a half before we listed this property. Um, but he was talking about how um, his perspective on all this, one of the things he talked about was uh, the reason why he's selling now is because there was a doubling. So he bought this, um, you know, house like, know, over a decade ago, but um, it had, you know, it had, he had a net benefit of just over 400% growth, I think, on his particular property when we wor- worked the spreadsheets. Um, and, yeah, he just said, well, the reason why um, I'm cashing out now is, like, the, the, the values have doubled again. So it's like now I'm going to reallocate that money somewhere else. Sure. Um, so if there's a – if and he was just, he was pure, you know, a pure investor in that sake. So um, that's probably a, a common trend at the moment where people are – we're doing a lot of numbers at the moment going, well, wow, what should I do with it? Like, um, should I just cash out and just do something else with the money? And I suppose if you do have one or two properties, you're coming into the end of your, you know, your uh, work life cycle, that, well, let's just cash out in one of these and move to one of the areas that I really want to be in. And again, that goes to that lifestyle aspect again. The Glenelg's. Mm. Glenelg's, you know, wasn't it? Damn straight, great skate park there. <laughs> Spent well, many hours there. And, and then <laughs> Pat's retired with his skateboard and scooter at Glenelg. <laughs> I'm just going to be that old man. I had a ripper bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, my, uh, my, my my brother and his friend are uh, pretty close to releasing their gin well, and they're in South Australia, so you're going to – we, we do need a brand ambassador, Pat. So. <laughs> I'm your man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess then, you know, if if um, so if there is a potential for, you know, stock coming in, maybe it could be an instance of investors cashing out because the yields are lower because of, um, you know, uh, because of the uh, – sorry – Yep, yields aren't as strong as they once been, especially locally. Um, but they've had a huge amount of capital growth. Um, maybe they might cash out now and you know reinvest their money elsewhere, which would be just an interesting trend of um, new properties coming onto the market. Yeah, for sure. Um, At the end of the day, I don't think we can really say what twenty twenty two is going to look like, but we don't expect that it's going to be doom and gloom. That's for sure. No, no. I mean that idea that all of a sudden the market's going to crash and everyone everyone's going to lose all the gains they had over the last several years. Well. I mean, it's never happened before, um, and I don't know, like cyclically, maybe it's probably not going to happen again. Mm. You know, um, so it's yeah, it's not like we're dealing with the Squid Games currency that came and went within no, no. a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, just looking forward to twenty twenty two. We've kind of we think that things are still going to keep growing. Um, is there any advice out there for people that um, are looking to get into the market or? Um, are kind of sitting, not knowing what to do. It's like, yep. what, what, are, what are their real estate agents? Um, I think my main mean? advice is don't give up. Mm-hmm. I think okay. so many people get disheartened, and especially if they tried through 2021 to buy a house, mm. they're probably at that point where they don't think it's possible. Mm. I honestly think don't give up. I think you're going to see some opportunities arise over the next sort of six months, yep. and it may still mean that you miss out on a few in the early months, but I think a few more opportunities will open up and you'll finally get that place you've been searching for. Yeah, it's awesome. Look, and mine would be don't try and pick the market. Don't try and be too, don't try and be too smart because – People are now asking that question, like, oh, is this the wrong time to buy? Is, is the prices too high? I was like, well, just buy to your lifestyle. Buy and sell to your lifestyle. Um, because I think the idea that you're Live gonna, in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, if, you're, if, if we're expecting to be, to pick the, you know, to try and pick the perfect time to buy and sell, some people are able to do that. I, I'm certainly not. But like Pat said, is if there's really great opportunities and um, you've, you've got a bit disillusioned, there will be opportunities coming up. And, you know, don't try and be too smart. Just, just buy and sell to your lifestyle. 
Yeah, cool. That all sounds very, very useful. Thank you once again, boys. Uh, here at 414 Property Co., we pride ourselves on uh, all types of property for all types of people. So anybody yeah. out there listening, um, yeah, don't don't feel ashamed to pick up the phone or send a silly email if you might kind of think like, oh, I'm in this position but I don't know what to do. Yeah. Reach out. We're always here to help. Um, yeah, I know your kind of big focus of 2022 is going to be kind of giving back and mm. trying to um, kind of put – um, the community spirit back into real Definitely. estate. Yeah, no, we're really excited. We've got some awesome ideas coming live in 2022 based around that as. So, you know, watch this space. We're, we're really ready to get into it. Most definitely. Um, thank you, boys, once again for getting jumping back in the studio. It's a bit weird with the, the mask, but I feel like it might be something that we'll be doing for quite a while. It's actually really good for my editing. It makes it very easy. I'm happy with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so good to have everyone back. Welcome back to a big year for property, big year for four and four property co and a huge year for the property pod yeah thank you once again thanks for having us as all right you have been listening to the property pod recorded and edited by 414 media house in conjunction with 414 property co this podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation it does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing selling financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.